welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Hello again, my dear friends. Happy to be with you on this beautifully snowy day here at the mountain. It's the first snow and actually precipitation that we've had in quite a while. So we're having a feast of white garmenting all of the trees around. It's really a kind of a magical fairyland. And interestingly today, the subject I'd like to uh, mull over, I guess you could say, um, is ironically perhaps the subject of anger. It may seem a little backwards because I talked about forgiveness last week, but this is the way that it came. It came through and interestingly, just personally, it actually feels really appropriate um, because a certain situation in my own life this past weekend uh, gave rise to quite a quite a lot of anger. So, being a Taurian, born in the month of May, I don't tend to get angry very easily, but when really pushed, when push comes to shove, as my mother would say, uh, it can really flare up. And I know that anger can be a quite a loaded topic. I think we're often conditioned to repress it, that it can kind of have a connotation of violence. But I do think the expression of anger, the allowing of the feeling of it can be a, a really healthy undertaking, not to lash out in anger, but to let the feelings move through, maybe viscerally, you know, punching a pillow or putting on some really intense music like Janis Joplin and jumping around the room (laughs) or going for a long walk or run or punching it out in the water. All of those things I think are, are really good to let the feelings be felt because they're present in your body. You didn't ask for them, but they they are. And it seems to me that if anger is repressed, if it's pushed down, particularly the nice girl syndrome uh, or nice guy syndrome, where we want to be nice, really at the expense of our own emotions, our own inner message system, really, um, it can be really deleterious uh, on the body. The amazing Dr. John Sarno, uh, a few decades ago, came up with this theory that seems to have borne out that two particular um, personality types, the 
the goodest, the person who always tries to be good and therefore pushes down, particularly anger or rage, and the perfectionist, the one that wants everything to be in place perfectly and again represses uh, that emotion. So he came up with the theory that a lot of his patients coming to him with back pain who who would have crippling back pain and would really be needing surgery, that really underlying the physical ailment was a whole host of repressed rage, of repressed anger. And when he worked with people who were willing to entertain that idea, to really allow that possibility that, in fact, the back pain wasn't physical, but was coming from a, an emotional place, uh, or psychological place, you could say, when they allowed the anger to express itself fully, the pain went away in over 90% of patients, which is astounding. So that tells you a lot about what can happen when we don't allow the feeling of anger to to express itself. And really, when you feel into the energy of it, I'm sure you have at some point in your life been angry yourself, that it can feel like passion. It's like an expression of passion, just like wild love is, but in a different flavor. So I'm going to read you a little uh, piece that's been written on this subject, and I do apologize, I don't have the name of the writer, but I, I believe it's a spiritual teacher. So it says on anger, do not try to open the heart. Don't try to open your heart. That would be a subtle movement of aggression toward your immediate embodied experience. So amazing, an act of aggression towards yourself by trying to push through, push past what's really happening in the body. The writer goes on to say, never tell a closed heart to open because it'll shut more tightly to protect itself. It'll feel your resistance, your disapproval. A heart unfurls only when conditions are right. Your demand for openness invites closure. This is the supreme intelligence of the heart. If the heart is closed, often for different reasons, but let's say in this example, in anger, let it be closed. Sanctify the closure, the writer says. Make it safe, safe even to feel unsafe. And anger can feel unsafe if we're not used to feeling it, myself included. Sometimes I just don't know what to do with it. I feel my body will explode, where to take it, what to do with it. But to give yourself permission to let it run its course, like everything else in this world, it will pass eventually. The piece goes on to say, trust that when the heart is ready and not a moment before, it will open like a flower in the warmth of the sun. There's no rush for the heart. Trust the opening, trust the closing too, the expansion and contraction. This is the heart's way of breathing, safe, unsafe, 
safe, unsafe. The beautiful fragility of being human and all held in the most perfect love. I just love that. Giving yourself permission to be as you are and not force the tide. You know, I mentioned already in another episode, I was recently offering a writing retreat up in Oregon on the subject of family and ancestors. And a wonderful writer and dear friend, Ken, wrote a piece about his grandfather in Texas who was a metaphysician and and an amazing person by all accounts. And I, I won't go into too much detail here because I'm hoping Ken will write a book about, about this and about the rest of his amazing life. But one thing he shared was that his grandfather created this kind of Rancho Paradiso, I think it was called, in a place called Utopia, Texas, on this big ranch. And one of the things he created there was these little spaces, these rooms around the place. One was called the Anger Room, one was called the Worry Room, and so on. And so he would tell people, Ken, his grandson, and others, to go into the Anger Room when he was feeling angry. And just let the feelings come so they don't get projected out onto whoever or whatever you're angry with. So I thought that was amazing to actually have a space where you have free reign to let the feelings course through and be expressed in a healthy, well, as healthy as possible way without damaging or affecting anybody else. And of course, if... You know, if the anger is really intense, it's so easy to want to indulge it and just let it, you know, keep circling around in your head about it or in your heart or stewing and it can go on and on and on for a long time. So at a certain point, I like what the writer Paul Coelho said, you know, you have two choices, to control your mind or to let your mind control you. And I think that's really one of the few, maybe only choices we have in life, how we respond to a situation. And very often the mind is the master, you know, it's in charge of everything we do. And if you can kind of marshal your resources to really work on letting you take over the reins with whatever the thoughts are around this anger or highly charged feelings. So there's a a lovely short poem by the Vietnamese beautiful spiritual teacher Thich Nhat Hanh around anger. This is probably part of his teaching about how to be with anger because it's a certainly a human a human piece that arises for everybody and it's called for warmth. I hold my face between my hands. No, I am not crying. I hold my face in my two hands to keep the loneliness warm. I hold my face in my two hands to keep the loneliness warm. Two hands protecting, two hands nourishing, 
two hands preventing my soul from leaving me in anger. I hold my face between my hands, two hands preventing my soul from leaving me in anger. I just love that, that this idea that loneliness, feeling alone, feeling outcast, feeling isolated can be part of being anger, angry. You know, that we go into our own kingdom in a way that can take up the whole screen when we're really, really angry. So I love that Thich Nhat Hanh brings gentleness here to just hold, cup your face, to bring in warmth, to salve the loneliness, to protect and nourish, and to keep your soul intact. I mean, that's quite a profound statement, that if you could get so angry that your soul could leave your body, because that would just make you feel more isolated, more islanded, And so in my own situation this last week, something happened whereby I felt profoundly betrayed by a a good friend. And there was kind of a domino effect from that one betrayal that led to a series of people feeling betrayed. And it was really, really heated, I would say. At least I can speak for myself, but I know for at least two other people. uh, It was very intense as well. And I felt directly um, targeted, um, even though I also felt quite innocent in the situation. Um, But all arrows pointed to me. And it was actually really interesting. At first, there was so much fury. I mean, I was kind of steaming and cursing and, you know, really rageful and didn't want to connect with the person at all. I felt it wouldn't be a good thing to reach out because I knew I would probably say something I'd regret. I knew that it was an opportunity, really, even though not a pleasant one, too to just let the energy move. So I just went for a very, very long walk. I played some loud music and, um, yeah, just let the feelings move. And I will say there was a feeling, like Thich Nhat Hanh spoke of, of feeling isolated when I was able to calm down enough and really look inside and see where the source of that rage came from buried underneath, which is often the case with anger, was deep, deep grief and a feeling misunderstood in my birth family, despite my best intentions. And that was really helpful to see. And I could feel, even as I lay lay awake for two nights in a row, I could just feel how It was affecting me differently this time, this replay of old karma, that I was stronger now, that I could be with this, that no matter what the outcome would be, and it looked very uncertain, it looked like my life could radically change, could be affected by this. Um, 
I just felt kind of stronger inside and that gave me really courage to keep on letting the feelings come. And it eventually did dissolve into deep, deep grief. More layers of that grief just releasing, lots of tears and ultimately one of the people who was affected by this, um, we ended up coming together and having such a loving exchange, loving conversation, um, where all of the heated feelings on either side melted, really dissolved away in the deeper foundation of love that has really been part of our, our history together. And that was so touching, but we were both so raw. And even today, a day later, still a feeling of being bruised in a way but certainly lighter of spirit. But the person who originally um, caused the betrayal, let's say, I've really avoided contact with that person because it just feels like I'm not quite ready. It hasn't gone through the whole cycle to come back to, to center. You know, it's softened so much, so much. But I want to really wait until there's complete clarity so that I can engage with this person from a place of, of truth, from a place of heart, rather than reactivity. So ultimately, for me, it was a crash course. It was a master class in how to be with anger. So I'm glad that I didn't do anger last week, in last week's episode, even though it seemed like a strange order, forgiveness then anger, um, it just felt like perfect timing, you know, somehow the body knows, the unconscious knows what's needed, and, and I hope it will be of help to you in some way to share this. There's a lovely quote by Matt Kahn from his book All for Love, how you believe others view you only reveals what you think about yourself. Equally so, how others perceive you merely suggests the depth to which they know themselves. This is why everyone deserves more love, not less. How you believe others view you only reveals what you think about yourself. Equally so, how others perceive you merely suggests the depth to which they know themselves. And this is why everyone deserves more love, not less. And of course, there's always the, maybe the origin of all the anger, anger at ourselves, the ways that we can be so harsh on ourselves for things we may have said or done or not said or done. And that's also a place in us that needs more love, more love. It just feels like the whole world really is in dire need of more love. But let's start at home. Let's start with our own self. You know, in this situation I recounted, there was a lot of self-recrimination for sharing something in confidence with a person that got 
parlayed and distorted and led to this betrayal. And it's, you know, this piece of, oh, why did I say that? Why did I trust this person? All of these things that can just lead to crazy thinking, you know, what use does it serve to beat ourselves up? So it also gave me an opportunity to to be kind and compassionate to my own self, to to really practice what I spoke about last week in forgiveness, to to bring an understanding to those places inside that were innocent in a way. In fact, we're all innocent when it boils down to it, though it doesn't always appear that way. <laughs> you know, to to really look through the lens of kindness at these actions that we imagine we're responsible for when really none of us are in control. You know, it's almost like we're chess pieces being moved around the board of life. It reminds me, I was just walking in the snow earlier today. It was so beautiful and I was listening to... um, Bono of U2, the lead singer of U2, uh, has a new memoir out called Surrender. And it's really well done if you feel to listen to it. It has a lot of music and sound effects throughout. Um, But he grew up very close to where I lived in Dublin, maybe a mile up the road. Very similar upbringing at the same time in the same era. So I could really relate to so much of what he shared And he spoke that the first song he ever wrote when he was still in secondary school, still a teenager, was called Out of Control. And that's how he felt. And I think certainly teenagers do, you know, hormone-riddled teenagers, (laughs) out of control of their own bodies even. But I think a lot of us can feel that. And so I love that he moved towards the title of Surrender, to just allow the experience, yield to it, whatever it is, as best we can. Even if it's anger, even if it's self-recrimination, to just allow it to express itself. And eventually, the kindness, the softness, the love will come. So, here's a poem by Jan Richardson blessing in the chaos. To all that is chaotic in you, let there come silence. Let there be a calming of the clamoring, a stilling of the voices that have laid their claim on you, that have made their home in you, that go with you even to the holy places, but will not let you rest will not let you hear your life with wholeness or feel the grace that fashioned you. Let what distracts you cease. Let there come an end to what diminishes and demeans and let depart all that keeps you in its cage. Let there be an opening into the quiet that lies beneath the chaos where you find the peace you did not think possible and see what shimmers within the storm. See 
what shimmers within the storm. There's some nice lines, aren't they? To see what shimmers even when the storm is raging. Where can you find some glimmer of light, of hope, of possibility when things are really loaded, really, really highly charged? So one benefit I will say of, at least here in my experience of expressing anger, feeling it, letting it have its journey, letting it have its life until it's really, you know, spun itself out, is that there's a leavening that happens afterwards. It's like when the calm comes in after the storm, it feels extra sweet, extra special, and really quite metaphorical too, that today is the day that we have our first beautiful gift of snowfall. It just creates a softness, a kind of peacefulness that's reflecting that possibility within ourselves. So thank you for being with me today with this highly charged subject and hope you found or heard something of benefit to you. Oh, I wish you all the very best in this month of souls of ancestors starting into November and the darkening days. I just hope you take time, time out for yourself and your own inner nourishing. So till next time, so much love. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.